Hey everyone, and welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, financial advisors, doctors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. So first of all, I just want to take a moment to say that yesterday was my three-year real estate anniversary, and ever since I got my real estate license, I have taken a picture with a bottle of champagne (laughs) because it's cute and it's fun and I don't know. I just get stuck in these things. So yesterday, Danielle's like, I have this bottle that you can use. (laughs) From the broker's open that you opened because you're the only one who had a drink. From the broker's open. No, I was the only one who had a drink. Oh, you were the only one. I was, I was the like, only fuck one. you, Danielle. <laughs> she just ate all the quiche. I oh, was the one. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, okay, but I had an I open bottle with like one sip. Open a bottle and then do like you hold it and you shake it and the champagne goes everywhere and it's cute and it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yesterday, Danielle's like, just cover the top and shake it. Oh, no. So I cover the top and shake it, and it shoots into my face, <laughs> up my nose, into my eyes. Would do, were you shaking it, pointing towards you? No! But I because I covered the lid, like, because I covered the top, which uh-huh. I don't usually, like, do with the actual little metal thing, it just shot upwards. Because oh. instead of just, like, letting it pop and, like, the whole thing shooting, she, like, it, like, moved and then it, like, <laughs> shot into my face. Oh, did you get it on video? Um, on um, there's picture it's evidence. Hysterical. I made a post with it. So oh. you can go watch my little reel. And if you really zoom in on the first picture of my face. It's hysterical. It's oh my so God. funny. <laughs> it is so funny. I love and, that. And my eyes were burning and it was not. It's a very Catholic moment. It was, it was hysterical. So happy three years of real estate yes, to me. That's a big deal. I know. And I feel like I have like kicked ass my You're first on the years. way to the 5% of people who make it past five years. I know. And I have had a busy three years in real estate. And I haven't, the longest I've gone without closing a deal, I think is four months in my whole three years. And you got licensed literally as COVID, COVID. started. March 23rd. <laughs> oh right. I took my test. Literally like two days before everything shut down. Yeah. Well, but we knew it was coming. Remember? Yeah. Because then you took it, and then someone else was trying to get in to take it, and they were like pushed out like a month and a half yeah. or something. Uh huh. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I was like, just you know excited that I. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was really fun celebrating by spraying champagne in my face. It's <laughs> the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. But I feel like it makes for a fun, you know. Yeah. Picture. Uh, yeah. So it's a big deal. It's my... exciting. I know. I'm proud of myself. I was gonna say April showers bring me flowers, but it's March. <laughs> it's March. <laughs> I did pour the rest of the champagne into Danielle's yard, so maybe you they'll know. bring some nice yes. champagne flowers. <laughs> okay, I'm really excited about this case. Okay. Um, I feel like this is such a good example of an agent doing an amazing fucking job. Ooh. Oh, she cool. covered her ass throughout this whole thing and it just shows and I love that I feel like I had to pick this case and you'll see why and not too long because you know you're gonna tell us I'm gonna tell you so this is Richard Naw now Richard now NAU versus Nancy Vogel as the trustee for Mark Vogel residuary trust 
Words are hard. <laughs> yeah, and are. West Realty Incorporated. So he okay. tried to sue the seller and his real estate agent. So the buyers <clears throat> tried to sue the seller and the buyer's realtor? Yes. Okay. So he didn't go after the seller's realtor. He went after his own realtor. Okay. So here is the timeline. March of 2015, Patricia Lawallen was hired by Richard Now to view two parcels in Mason County. There was a home, a garage, and on the property was a cemetery. Oh, love this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Her this Allie's is a Washington case. Oh, I know. She I'm immediately like, uh, is like, sick. No, thank um, you. I would totally buy a How property big was the property? Yeah, that's so cool. You guys are weird. <laughs> You're kind of some spooky bitches, though. You like that I mean, stuff. I would totally share property with a graveyard. I well, totally. they're quiet. How many people they're are quiet. living in your house? Quiet neighbors. Quiet neighbors. <laughs> How many people are going to be living in your house that you don't know about? I mean, there's ghosts. spirits anyway. There's spirits so. everywhere. Not like at a cemetery. Okay, listen. Do you know how many dead people are in there? So many, but also, all of them. Can we all just of them talk about? I take my kids. <laughs> I take my kids to cemeteries to go and walk around, and we I buy them each. Like they each get to pick a bouquet of flowers and then put flowers on whatever graves they want. And we walk around and we watch the sunset and we talk about, oh, look at this. They passed away. They were this old. It's like something that we do in my house because we're spooky, spooky people. But yeah. if you die. Who is going to want to hang out as a spirit in a graveyard? That is boring as shit. There's no one there. It's not going to be the place that you died. Like, I feel like yeah. graveyards are the least haunted place because... Yeah, I'm really trying to put myself in the spirit's perspective. Yeah, put yourself in the perspective I of the spirit. I have a feeling, Allie. though, that this guy wasn't happy he purchased a graveyard. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I'm just it's, getting that vibe. <laughs> it's, it's not the graveyard He's not itself. a Cassie. That's the problem. <laughs> I'd be like, sweet, I've got neighbors. It's not the graveyard itself. So he viewed the property twice before offering. The first time his agent pointed out the cemetery, 40 or 50 feet away from the house. Okay. Told him it was there. Cluster of headstones you could see from the house. Okay. The second time he went, the seller walked the property with them and showed where she thought the property lines were, went through the information and talked through it. He was given a form 17. Mm-hmm. Right after seller that disclosure. Yes. yes, seller disclosure. And mm-hmm. on the seller disclosure, here's exactly what they wrote. To the best of my knowledge, there is an area approximately 70 by 70, partially on my lot, 103, and partially on the neighbor's lot, that was a designated potlatch cemetery on the original plat. The cemetery comprises five gravestones of the Walker Missionary family dating late 1800s to early 1900s. Oh, that's kind of cool. Isn't that cool? Old one. The cemetery is excluded <laughs> from my tax bill. Lois remembers the tribe moving a number of Indian remains from the cemetery and transferring them to a different Indian burial site around mid-1900, leaving the missionary headstones. The tribe surveyed the cemetery in the early 2000s, but they do not have access to the cemetery and have only visited once or twice with my permission in the last 15 years. Neither the tribe nor county maintain the grounds. Also visiting twice during the last 20 years was a small sound college class studying early settler grave sites. And then we use the term Indian because it is used in the documents contained in the record. We intend no disrespect. So that was put into the seller disclosure. Mm -hmm. He knew it was there. She put the knowledge that she had. So November 1st, he, Richard, met to discuss with his agent Patricia and she advised him of the importance of investigating the cemetery. And in writing put... Inquire with Mason County and consider commissioning a survey of the property. So she told him to make sure to get a survey of the property. Okay. To find out what he wanted to find out. Totally. 
So that day, November 1st, they put together, they came to mutual acceptance with the condition of 30 days of feasibility. And the verbiage was the buyer will look into the shoreline requirements and the graves and tax parcel, da, da, da. So okay. put it all into writing, put it all together. They move forward. So he reviewed the plat map showing where the property line sat. He was doing his research. On November 2nd, the seller revised the seller disclosure, the Form 17. It's pretty similar. Um, I, I don't really feel like I need to read through it. I don't really know what verbiage changed, but she just tweaked it a little bit. So he continued doing his research and his agent sent him the new form 17 and said, here you go, please sign page five in the same area as you did yesterday. You are signing that you have received mm -hmm. the document, not that you approve of the content. So she's like covering her bases. I love this lady. She's already. amazing. I love her. She's amazing. Yes. And she's got everything in writing. I feel like so many cases we've looked at, like the one about the smell. Yeah. Like, how do we know that he said that there was a smell? Because so many it, years later. Yes. Yeah. But she gets everything in writing. Love this. His agent referred him to a county employee named Grace Miller to investigate the cemetery. On November 7th, he wrote a note on the feasibility contingency addendum saying, I'd be surprised if on-site meeting with Mason County can be scheduled within 15 days, especially with holidays approaching, interested in building restrictions and impact of Graves Cemetery. So he's doing his research. He's within his time frame. Mm -hmm. um, on December 2nd, he submitted a Mason County Planning Department pre-inspection application and paid $255 to determine if there were any limitations imposed by the grave sites for him to build. January 12th, Mason County employee Miller inspected the property and two weeks later left a voicemail saying that he should contact the Washington Department of Archaeology and Historic Preservation regarding developing around the graves and gave him the information. This this already has a house on it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Already has a house and a shop. Okay. Okay. So, I'm just curious. You know. I'm like, what else are you going to build? But okay. Um, on February 13th, the buyer received a commitment for title insurance for the property. The commitment did not insure against and excluded losses arising from Indian tribal codes or regulations. So any regulations around the gravesite weren't going to be covered by the title insurance. Five days later, Richard and his agent met at the property and the agent saw the, the seller tell the buyer that she was leaving the property files behind for him at the resident to review if he wanted. He denies that this happened, but the agent backs up that the seller told him that. And then during the transaction, he requested four extensions to the deadline for, for feasibility. his feasibility, yeah. and she granted every one. Okay. So it's not looking good for him so far. Not looking good for him <laughs> so far. Every single time he asked for an extension, she gave it to him, and they closed on the property on February 19th. So he now owns the property. What year was this? 2016. Oh, okay. So it was Started 2015. Okay. End of 2016. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of 2016, he had a survey and sh the survey showed that a corner of the cemetery falls into the garage space. So where the garage is already built. built. Yes. Okay. So the lines of the cemetery land there. He contacted the Department of Historical Preservation 
to find out what needed to happen and they said this cemetery and graveyard are adjacent to your parcel of land and the boundaries of the parcel appear to extend some distance southwest towards your own parcel. Unfortunately, historic burial grounds and particularly Native American graveyards are ill-defined ge geographically and there may be berries and or archaeological outside of the cemetery parcel built within your land. So at this point, he decides to try and sue. Because what's his claim? Um, he said that they didn't that he did not receive the form seventeen or accurate information about the cemetery. Um, breach of statutory warranties, breach of duty of good faith and fair dealing, negligent misrepresentation, and fraudulent concealment. He said that his agent failed to meet the standard of care owed to him by negligently misrepresenting the location and extent of the Potlatch Cemetery and failing to ensure that he received a set of Form 17 disclosures. I get so annoyed every time we go over these court cases. Like, there's just always someone that just, like... Yeah, you're like, what is your deal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did you go into this just, like, hoping something would go wrong because you wanted to sue someone? Like, this is ridiculous. And they didn't tell him that he didn't have to take down the garage... So there was no harm. There was no harm. So how can you see The only harm would be if he wanted to build a new building on the property. Yeah. That it would not be able to be within those lines that the survey drew. They didn't ask him to remove what had already been built that was over the lines. Wow. But he still felt like he could sue. He still felt like wow. he could sue. He Please felt like he had a case. Oh, denied they him. denied everything. <laughs> All of it. And that he had to pay for the, the fees for Good. And then he tried to appeal, and the appellate court said the same thing. You have no case. Appellate court. Appellate court <laughs> told him, you have no case. You can't prove. And because the agent was so on top of yes, writing everything down. Poor dude. Patricia. Patricia. We love Patricia. <laughs> she put everything in writing over email. So there was nothing that yeah. backed up his his argument. Love this. Literally, if this does not make a case for why you always save all your communication, thing. even mm -hmm. when everyone complains, we all complain. But it really, <laughs> it's so important to have part. it in writing. It's a pain in the ass. But because also, if you have it in yeah. writing and they come back and they say, you never told me that there was a cemetery and she has in writing, or I never saw the Form 17, the seller disclosure, you signed two different copies of it. <laughs> yes. And you have the email showing that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So she, I like this lady. Patricia's amazing. She mm -hmm. went above and beyond. Mm -hmm. She documented everything and even, like, remembered conversations that were had. And mm -hmm. I just feel like she did such an excellent job that there was literally no teeth to his mm -hmm. argument. This is, like, the level of professionalism. Yes. That is... And this How is why we be. go so above and beyond to make sure that we have everything mm -hmm. in writing because he had no case. He had absolutely no case. And no. like the seller gave him four extensions on his contingency time frame. Doesn't that remind you of something we've yes. been dealing with? <laughs> yes. I'm just glad he didn't try and bail the day before close <laughs> like we just had happen to us. Ugh. After multiple extensions. After multiple mm. extensions. Well, yeah. I'm glad that the court found in her, their favor. I feel yeah. like there's not even a case there. Like, there's I'm shocked no that case. an attorney was like, yeah, sure, let's go to court. Well, and I know <laughs> there were, like, so many things, like, so much legal jargon to read through. But it's, like, time and time again. Mm -hmm. He does the research. She has it in writing. He moves forward. Mm -hmm. Like, just 
over and over again. And like I could potentially see there being an issue if they were like, no, you have to take down the garage. I could see that like that is harm on the buyer, which still they may have found like you still had plenty of time to do your due diligence and Mm -hmm. you didn't. And it may have turned out the same, but I could see that being more of like, a reason for him to go to court yeah. like this seems ridiculous. ridiculous and the amount of stress and this is the thing like even her I'm sure for this agent with all the documentation having it all documented I'm sure that this stressed her out having to go to court oh yeah for her profession uh-huh and she probably lost sleep and couldn't focus on other deals like yeah. it's stressful it's like you so never want to be in that position no. um but thankfully she had what she needed to have. She had what she needed to have. And if you think about it, they came to mutual acceptance on November 1st mm-hmm. and didn't end up closing till what, like the end of February? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a long transaction. It's so many parallels. I know. <laughs> when I was reading through it, I was twitching a little bit thinking about our deal. <laughs> and you're like, this one really speaks to me. <laughs> this one really speaks to me. But oh I just cemeteries and extensions. Cemeteries <laughs> and extensions and people trying to do stupid shit. Yeah. When they have zero foundation for it. I know, my gosh. So Patricia, she we love her. Yeah, she is amazing. Patricia, if you're listening, you can join our team anytime. <laughs> All the way from Mason County. But just come to Spokane County. We're cooler here. <laughs> That's cool though. Isn't I like that, that interesting? case. Yeah. I just really loved reading it because it was just seeing her go so above and beyond so that when it went to court, it was literally dismissed immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Dismissed literally. appeal, dismissed, like there's just no foundation to any of it. I love that. And a good reminder. And a good reminder that we need to document. I kick myself sometimes. I had a transaction not too long ago where there was a verbal miscommunication. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, after I had a conversation with another agent, Mm -hmm. send an email and say, per our conversation, Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation, quote unquote, never happened. Yes. You know? And I was like, God, I thought about that for hours and hours of if I had just sent an email. Mm -hmm. If I just sent an email. And that's the thing, like, I think the easiest way to back up a conversation on the phone is yes. to send an email or a text afterwards, yeah. whatever's, like, the preferred yeah. mode of communication of, like, as we discussed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because we are on the phone a lot and going from place to place, and it is hard to stop and, like, take a note yes. as opposed to just following up with a text or yes. email. Because back in the day, we used to have, like, before everything was online, we'd have mm-hmm. these transaction folders, and the first page... Would I'd have like stapled in, a, basically a log, a communication yeah. log, yeah, of everything that was said. Mm-hmm. But I had it saved me one time, um, text message wise, um, with a client, and there was like a discrepancy in after the fact and mm-hmm. all these issues. And I remember the client went to this attorney and laid out everything, and I think the attorney was a very, um, like suspect mm-hmm. that I had done my job. Yeah, and so he said, okay, before I want to like. You know, before we do anything, I want to see all the messages from your realtor. And I sent them all over. And he was like, good thing you hired her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad. So because good. sometimes you forget. Like, if I had to go back in that transaction without it being, like, written and not having the communication mm-hmm. handy, 
I wouldn't have remembered half. I didn't remember half of what I said yeah. as I was reading through my messages. I was mm. like, oh yeah, this yeah. did happen. But mm-hmm. I forgot. I mean, we do so many transactions. It's hard to keep track of everything. And yeah. if you don't have those that you can go back to that show exactly what was said, mm-hmm. going off a of memory like that case we did with the whole yes, smell. with the smell. It's going to be tainted. Yep. There's no way. Memory is not perfect. No. So... Yeah. So yeah, it's like so good after you have a conversation to say, it was great chatting with you per our conversation and putting it into writing. You know, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page and then you're covered. And then you have it. And then you put those in your file. And you can't, it's not like a he said, she said situation. Yeah. 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 It's no, you actually said. (laughs) I have it right here. Yeah. Yeah. So I really liked this case. It just made me like, this is why we do what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a good one, Cass. Hey, I know. Yeah. And now we need to go find a property with a graveyard on it that I can live on with all my <laughs> Can you imagine? Requirements. Cemetery. Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, if you want to come with my kids and I the next time we go to the graveyard to watch the sunset and leave flowers. Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. The I first know. time we went, Willow was really like freaked out. And was like, mom, like, I think she was picturing it being like so scary, but it's so peaceful. Yeah. So peaceful. And it's kind of cool and interesting to see, you know, like, oh my gosh, this gravestone's from like, they were born in 18 something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. So, yeah. All right. Okay. See you next time. Yeah. Bye.